to episode three. This is the Hello, It's Me, I Am K. Nicole podcast, and I am your host, K. Nicole. So we're just going to jump right in and do our little recap. So last week, I had my friend Serena on the show with me. We talked a lot about entrepreneur life and how business has changed during these crazy times that we're living in. So if you haven't seen episode two, make sure you go and check that out. We also filmed a chit chat, get ready with us for her YouTube channel, That's Serena. And over there, we talked a lot about some more interesting topics like having children, friends, support, and more. So make sure you head over to her channel and check that video out. I will have that link down below. Um, But what's been going on with me this week has been a lot more chill for me compared to the previous weeks because we've been preparing for the launch of the Queen Collection and the launch of the podcast. So it's been a little bit crazy, but this this past week has been, you know, more chill. So I'm feeling like we're kind of getting into the swing of things with the podcast and filming and I've been receiving amazing feedback from you guys. So I'm really happy that y'all are enjoying this experience. Shout out to Devin Gaston Productions for producing the podcast. I've been having a lot of fun with it, and I think he's been having a lot of fun too. Um, Other than that, the Queen Collection is now available, so make sure you're shopping my new glosses and my lip liners. So excited. You guys really showed a lot of love for the launch, so I'm so excited that y'all are enjoying. I shipped out a lot of orders this past week as well, so I'm so excited for y'all to start uh, getting the glosses and stuff and tagging me on Instagram. I love when y'all tag me on Instagram. So I can't wait to see you guys in the new glosses. If you haven't shopped already, make sure you check it out. My website is always down below. Um, Apartment updates, because you guys are definitely on this journey with me for the apartment, my dream apartment that I have moved into and I've been working on furnishing and decorating and everything So I got my cocktail table delivered for my living room this past week. That was like one of the last few pieces that I was waiting for. I have one more piece that's supposed to be coming. It was supposed to come by the end of this month, but they let me know that it's pushed back. So I'm a little bit sad because I'm not going to have it until January. I'm like, January? (laughs) How y'all going to push it from September to January? But I had this whole issue with when I ordered all of my furniture. Some of the stuff was in stock. Some of the stuff had to be ordered. So I'm just going to wait for it. It's fine. I can't unsee it. So I can't tell them to cancel the order because I would be so sad if I don't have that piece. Um, And I'm just looking at the bright side of things. I'll have more space for Christmas decorations. So yeah, shout out to everyone that is following me on this apartment journey. I really love y'all and I love all of the sweet things that you guys say about all of my decorations and everything. Um, But other than that, I've just been kind of sticking to my regular routine, my regular weekly schedule. I've been sprinkling in a little bit of self-care, which is definitely necessary. And that's pretty much it for the recap. So we're going to go ahead and get into today's topic. Um, This is something that has been super, super highly requested. Every time I go on Instagram Live and ask you guys questions, you guys are always asking how to price your products, how to launch your business, what am I doing on launch day? So That's what we're going to talk about today, Um, and this is for a business. If you already have your name, you already have your aesthetic, your logo, and all that, I'm not really going to go into those things, but just kind of talking about how to get inventory together and what you really need to do at the beginning. So I took a lot of notes for this one because y'all had a lot of different questions, and I wanted to make sure that I didn't leave anything out. So we're just going to jump right in. I'm really excited to be talking about this, y'all. I can talk about lip gloss all day, literally all day. 
So the first question that I get all the time is how to create your first batch of inventory. How to create your first batch of inventory, how to get the business going. So the first thing for me is to set a budget. I would really rather you guys to save up a realistic amount of money and set you know, a smaller budget and start small versus waiting an extended period of time to save up a lot more money and you're waiting longer to get started. So especially like if you don't really know how this is going to go, how the result is going to be, if you're a little bit skeptical about it, I would definitely say to start small. It's different if you are like a huge influencer or if you have a big following and you feel like you'll know that you have somebody supporting you, you know that you're going to do well, then that's like a whole different situation. But if you're going into something new and you haven't done this before, I would definitely say to start small. I didn't do that. <laughs> so I always say, do as I say, not as I do, because I did not start small and I definitely learned a lot from my mistake with that. So um, how many shades of glosses should you launch with if you're not only doing glosses, like maybe you're doing something else? So for this question, I really wanted to tell a little bit of my story and how I got started. So when I first started my business, I started selling lip gloss, lashes, I had lash adhesive and also lash applicators. So the issue that I had in the beginning was this was a new vendor that I was working with and I had never ordered from them before. So I really was taking a huge risk with ordering from this person in China. Like I've never met this person. I don't know who this is. And that's really what you have to do in the beginning. So I ordered all this stuff. And when I got it, I realized that the print job on the lash applicators and on the adhesive, it wasn't exactly how I would have wanted it to be. Um, it wasn't as high quality as I would have liked. So therefore, I was just like, mm, I really don't want to put out a product that I'm not a thousand percent in love with. So how am I going to get rid of this inventory? Did I just waste all of my money? Like, what am I doing? So I ended up doing a free lash applicator with each lash purchase until I ran out of those. So it was like the print job was not horrible. You could still see the logo and everything, but it just wouldn't, wasn't something that I would sell on my website. So I was like, I can still, you know, get rid of them. I can give them out for free. People really just want the applicator to work anyway. So they were probably looking at it like how I was. And then on my lash adhesive, I actually took some scissors, scraped off the logo. It actually came right off, honestly. Scraped it off and then I put my own stickers on there, my holographic stickers that I was using for my glosses. So I had already started off a little rocky with inventory that I didn't know if I was going to use it or how I was going to use it or what I was going to sell it for, but everything ended up kind of working out with that. So I had 14 lip gloss shades in my first collection and each shade came in four different tube styles so that for me looking back that is just really excessive <laughs> like it's just not worth it to spend that much money on inventory you can just have one tube style and be fine maybe two if you want to have like a wand tube and a squeeze tube but to have four different tubes like I was really just doing the absolute most <laughs> so you definitely don't have to do that um, in the beginning I did my inventory, so everything was pretty much set. I wasn't making things to order. All the glosses were already made and filled and everything. Basically everything was just ready to be packed and shipped. 
Um, so that's that's just a little bit of my story. Like when y'all are asking me how many shades should y'all launch with, it's really a personal preference. Like I feel like I had a lot of different shades, but my first collection was the Hello It's Me collection. And I kind of based that off of people that are close to me. So most of the glosses, all of them, except for two of them, they were named after my family members, my friends, you know, people that are close to me. And that's kind of how I wanted to launch my business. So that's why I had so many colors. But whatever you want to do for your business, that's totally up to you. I would definitely sit down and think about it. Um, in the beginning, I tried to predict like which colors in my collection would be more popular, like what would people want to buy most of. And that was really hard because I honestly just didn't know like this is a new business. I don't have any customers. So it's really hard to kind of gauge like what people would even want. So I filled up a whole bunch of tubes. Like I had probably like over 200 tubes, which was crazy. And I had a random amount of each color, each tube style, like it was just not planned out. So I definitely would not recommend doing it like that because it just made it harder on me. Like I had all this random inventory. And then when it was time for me to launch the stuff that I had a whole bunch of, like that was fully stocked up, those were selling, but not selling as fast as the other things that I only had a few of. So it was just like very confusing for me. I had stuff that was sold out that people wanted and I didn't have any more. Um, so I definitely would say to make the same amount of each color. Give all of your products a fair chance so that you can know which ones are actually selling better than the other ones. Because the way that I did it, it just really honestly did not make sense. So that was one of the biggest mistakes that I made in the beginning. Um, but you know, starting a business is a risk. So you have to understand that, you know, it's a risk that you're going to take and you have to be okay with taking that risk. I mean, you just have to be okay with it. So that's kind of how I started out with my inventory. Like I said, I would rec recommend starting small and start with the same amount of each product. Um, I started out with so much stuff. I had like 20 pairs of each style, the lashes that I had. So I had a lot of lashes. I had a lot of applicators, a lot of adhesive, a lot of lip gloss, like, and I was a brand new business. Didn't even know how everything was going to sell. So save your money, make sure, um, you are planning how you're going to spend it, plan out your inventory and everything just so that you can see how your business actually does when you first launch and that'll help you to know what you need to restock on and how to restock. How much do I need to buy for my restock? How much do I need to make for my restock? So up next, we're going to talk about how to price your product. So this is also another highly recommended topic. You guys don't really get the concept of, you know, how to price it to where it's not too expensive, but to where it's not too cheap, you know, and I understand that I definitely kind of struggled with that a lot in the beginning, but I have some tips and tricks for y'all. So make sure y'all are taking notes while you're listening to this or while you're watching this on YouTube. Um, just know, like, First and foremost, you don't have a business unless your products are making you a profit. So you have to sit down and take into account how much it's costing for you to purchase everything. You're in full control of how much profit you make in your business. Like some businesses will have products that make them only a few dollars of profit. Some products are doubling the profit or more. So it's totally fine if you have those two. Like you don't have to 
have each and every product to bring in the same amount of profit. So just keep that in mind. For me, um, I make more of a profit when it comes to my personal products because those are the products that I'm branding. They're a part of my business, so it has my branding and everything on it. I'm doing the packaging. I'm doing all of those kind of things. So obviously, I'm going to make more of a profit off of my own products. Wholesale for me, I'm bringing in more money up front, but it's less of a profit per unit because I'm not having to put my time and energy and money into actually packaging all of those things individually. So it makes sense that, you know, I would have a less of a profit there, but it's totally okay to have both. You know, if you have products that are going to make you more profit, some products that are going to make you less, they kind of balance each other out. And I know that a lot of businesses actually do function that way. Um, but at the end of the day, you have bills to pay and the inventory that you have, you have to keep that in stock. So you're going to have to make sure that your products are bringing in enough money so that you can do all of those things. You can take care of yourself and you can also make sure that you always have things for sale on your website to keep money coming in at all times. Um, so pricing is just honestly very personal. It's different from person to person because we have different expenses. We have different means. So it's always going to be a different number. I can't really sit here and tell you like you need to charge $8 for your lip gloss because that's just what it is. It's so different from person to person and that's okay. So when I say to really sit down and to look at how much the product costs, you have to you know, really sit down and look at your raw materials. And this can be hard at the beginning or, you know, a little challenging because you have to calculate and see how much it's costing you to make one single product so that you can then see how much of a profit do I want to make from this product and how can I price this to where it's still a nice price for my customer, but it also takes care of everything that I need it to do. So for me, as a vendor, I'm making this easy for the people that are shopping with me for wholesale because I have all of the prices laid out for you for how much everything costs. So you can divide that number by however many things you're purchasing. Say you purchase 20 tubes wholesale. You can take that price divided by 20. Now you know exactly how much it costs for you to have a single product. So you know how you need to go ahead and mark that up however much profit you want to make from that, however much you want to charge for that, that's totally up to you. But I'm making it easy in the beginning for people that are shopping wholesale with me. But if you're doing it yourself, it's totally fine. Like I said, you can definitely do those calculations, but this is just, you know, an easy, clear way to see how much you should charge for each product when you're doing wholesale. Um, and for me, it's really important that not only does my product make a profit, but it also has enough to enough to replace that product. Um, so yeah, replenishing inventory is always something that you need to keep in mind when it comes to pricing your product because you don't want to run out. Like I don't like when I don't have something in stock. You don't want to fully sell out of something, you know? So keep that in mind when you are doing all of your pricing. And one thing, you guys, one thing that is super, super important, like super important, the price of your product, it needs to match everything else you have going on. So your product pictures, it needs to match the quality of your product. It needs to match the aesthetics, your website, everything. It can't be way off. Like you really have to make sure that everything is cohesive. Um, and I say that because, for example, me and you, we could have the same exact formula. We could have the same exact product. 
everything, right? But a person on the outside, they wouldn't know that the quality of our products are the same, right? Until they try it. But this person would pay me $12 to um, get a lip gloss because of how I'm presenting that product, because of how clean the website looks, because of how clean the product pictures look. So that person might not go to the next person and spend $12 if their product pictures don't look as good or if it's not as clean or if the website is super cluttered or if it's a hard experience for them to add to cart and check out. So you really have to keep that in mind as well. Making this a very nice experience for your customer, people pay for experience. So if everything is clean, everything looks nice, it looks luxe, it looks high end, you know, people are more likely to spend more money for things that look like that. And I've realized that since I've been in business, just from doing my own research and trying different things with my own personal product pictures and my own personal website layout. So make sure everything looks nice and clean. I can talk forever about you know product shots appealing product pictures me and Devin being here in the studio setting it up Devin snaps all of my product pictures he's amazing I always have like this look this vision he makes it come to life I want everything to look super nice neat and clean so that people see like oh wow she really did take time out of her day to make sure that these pictures look really really good um and I always say just always look at the people that you're looking up to, the Kylie's, the Rihanna's, anybody in the industry that you're trying to go into, go to their website, look at their product pictures, look at how they have everything laid out, look at how they have, you know, their product descriptions and everything. So they can charge certain amount of prices, not only because of who they are, but also because of the quality of the product. Um, and I know that, you know, they're doing it in factories and everything, but that's okay. Like it's the same concept when you have a small business. Like I'm really looking at myself, like I'm trying to be like a more high end company. I don't want it to seem like I'm just making products at home or in my office or whatever. Like I want this to be a high end feel. So that is my little snippet on pricing your product. I hope that can help you guys. I hope that what I'm saying is making sense and you can take a little bit out of that. Um, up next, I would like to talk about paying yourself as an entrepreneur because that's very important. And I've gotten a lot of questions about how I you know, manage all of my finances and do I pay myself and do I pay the people that are helping me and how all of that process works. Um, so basically, yes. <laughs> Um, the first thing that you really need to do is you need to know your worth, but you definitely do need to pay yourself because you're the one that's making all the products and doing all the packaging and everything. So you definitely need to pay yourself, sis. Okay, please pay yourself. Please pay people that are helping you. Um, but the first step for me is to really know your worth. And I personally wanted to create a quality product. And I know in my mind and in my heart that my product is of a better quality and it has more natural ingredients than the 99 cent lip gloss that you're getting from the beauty supply store. Um, there's reasons why prices are the way that they are. There's a reason why some products are cheaper than others. Um, sometimes cheap prices means a lesser quality. So a lot of you guys are in my DMs, you know, you all have a lot of questions and everything and you're saying things like, I don't think it's going to sell or how would people react or what if I don't get any orders? And to be honest, that is not the kind of mindset that you need to have as 
an entrepreneur. And I want to ask you a question, like, is your product good or not? Like, that's just the bottom line. Like, you really have to sit down and be honest with yourself and have other people that are close to you that you know are going to be honest with you. Have them try the product and let you know, too, is this good or not? Because in my opinion, there's just no reason that you as an entrepreneur should have any doubt about your product. You should not have a doubt in your mind about the quality or the effectiveness of the product when you're creating this product to put out into the world. Um, You really have to be confident in your product and you have to sell your product. Like if you are not confident, you're not going to be able to sell it. And that's just the bottom line. And, you know, it's great to understand that everything is not for everyone. So some people are not going to like the product, of course, but in general, like a Kylie and a Rihanna, they would not put out a product to their personal cosmetics lines that they are not 1000% proud of that they don't believe in, you know, they're not just going to put something out just for the sake of doing it. So I need you to have a little bit more confidence. I need you to talk more highly about your product and sell it. Like if you're saying those things from the beginning, people are not really going to want to support you. They're not going to want to buy it because even you sound questionable about your own product. So why would somebody else buy it? So just make sure that you know your worth, you know what your product is worth. You know that it's a good product. That's, that's what I cannot stress enough. Like Know that your product is good and believe in it or nobody else is going to believe in it. And then when it comes to your salary, when it comes to paying yourself, I mean, obviously, like I said, I would highly recommend paying yourself. How much you pay yourself, once again, is a personal preference. It's based on your needs. But me personally, I did not become an entrepreneur to pay myself less than what I was making in my corporate job. So I knew like I want to secure my dream lifestyle like that is going to be the purpose of my business. So I'm definitely not paying myself pennies like I'm not paying myself minimum wage or anything like that. Um, I don't pay myself hourly. That was a question. I don't pay myself by the hour because the hours that I work can be very ridiculous sometimes. And that's just because I'm a perfectionist at heart. So I pay myself a certain amount of money per week. And the first step to, you know, kind of separating my finances was for me to get a business bank account. Um, smudge money is not my personal money. It's a business. So smudge money is smudge money. And I just take out a percentage of that for myself. Um, I feel like it's very important to keep things separate and makes life a lot easier. And it's just easier for me to purchase things like I don't have to worry about transferring money or doing anything like that. So if I need to buy something for me personally, I use my personal money. If I need to buy things for smudge, then I use smudge money. So I would highly recommend doing that if you're able to just so that it'll make your life a little bit easier. And someone asked me, how do I set my goals? And they were saying something about like when I first launched, like, did I have a goal in mind of like how much money I wanted to make? Or do I have that goal in mind every single month now? Did I just base that off of my first month in business? Um, And to answer that question, because I thought that that was a very intriguing question for me because I don't think anyone had ever asked me that prior to this. But um, when I first launched, right? I had no idea how it was going to go. I didn't know how it was going to turn out. My main goal was to get the word out. Like I wanted people to know that I had a business and I wanted people to share it. I wanted to get my Instagram followers up. Like I just wanted a solid foundation. And honestly, I had worked so hard on preparing that I was just kind of ready to just get it out in the world. Like I was ready for people to see it and try it. 
I wasn't even really thinking about the money. I wasn't thinking about any of that. And I think that one thing that people don't understand is that when you're passionate about something, it's not always about the money. Like that's not the only thing that's in the front of your mind. Like I was just so wrapped up in people sharing it and giving me their honest feedback once they got their orders. Like I wanted to know how people liked it. What would you change about it? You know, how does this compare to other things that you've used in the past? Like those are the things that I was thinking about. I wanted to make it better. So like I said, it's just all about what you want to do. And I think that in the beginning, I was just so excited. Like I was so excited. So if you want to make a goal when you first launch your business, that's amazing. But honestly, I didn't do that. (laughs) And now, you know, looking back after the first month and after the first few months, you know, because I really didn't start seeing really big profits until like a few weeks in. And that's just the name of the game sometimes like sometimes you don't make all of that money back up front um and that's just the beauty of starting something like you have to take that risk to see where you're going to end up and sometimes you end up losing money like I spent so much money in the beginning because I wanted to try out different things before um launching it so I spent a lot of money during the trial and error phase and that's just is what it is you know but I don't regret any of that. That was a necessary step to get me to where I am right now. Um, But in the beginning, I was just lucky to make my money back, (laughs) to be honest, because I was ordering so much stuff in the beginning, so much stuff that I didn't even use right away. So like I said, I started seeing profit maybe after two weeks of being in business because after two weeks of me launching, that's when I had my grand opening, my physical location grand opening. So people came into my space. I had launched the holiday collection as well. So I had more products. I didn't just have lip gloss anymore or lashes. I had body oils. We had lip scrubs and we had all the stuff that people were able to come in and physically try. So that enticed people to kind of purchase in person. So I feel like that kind of spiked, you know, my my income during that time. But it was still hard to kind of, you know, set a goal or kind of to predict what kind of money I wanted to make. So I feel like I didn't start really doing that until recently. Um, Now, each month I have a goal that I would like to hit because now I have actual expenses. Like I just moved. So I have bills and everything. You know, back then it was just I wanted to launch a business. I was still at home. I wanted, you know, to be an entrepreneur, but I was still also, you know, working and crocheting and doing all kind of other stuff. So it just really depends on your circumstances, I feel like. But I think that it's really cool to set a goal every single month that you can reach for. It just gives you a little bit of a challenge. And I'm very goal oriented. So I feel like that would be amazing. And like I said, I do that now. So I would highly recommend doing that. And then how to launch a huge topic that people want to know what to do on launch day. I mean, honestly, you can you can launch your business or launch a new collection or a new product. You can do whatever it is that you want to do, but I'm just going to, you know, share a little bit of my opinion, a little bit of my experience. So, I think that, you know, the concept of the drop, quote unquote, doing drops And that just basically means, you know, you have a product coming out, you share this product with the world before it's available for purchase. So you're posting pictures, you're doing swatches, maybe you have like a little teaser video or something, letting them know when they can get the product. So you're basically hyping up the product, 
a lot. <laughs> and, you know, you're getting that hype going so that people are like ready to set their alarms, ready to put it on their calendar. You know, they're getting really excited and you kind of just keep posting leading up to that drop to continue to get people more excited. You know, like the power of social media, when people see something every single day, it kind of makes them want it more, you know? So hyping it up and everything. And to be honest, I have not done a drop that I'm like 1000% satisfied with, like how I actually did the launch. Like I'm usually on a very short time schedule. I have a little bit of content, not as much as I would like. So I'm still working on it. But the launch of the Queen collection, which is my most recent collection, that's kind of like the closest that I've gotten to my goal so far. Um, because we had the whole teaser video, we had extra pictures that I could post, I had swatches, I had really nice product pictures, like, I just had a lot of content to post in order to keep hyping this thing up. So in the future, I will have more content, like I would have, I would like to have even more to post throughout the day, especially on launch day. Um, but I feel like it's very important to talk about your product beforehand because just popping up randomly like, oh, I launched a new product, it's available. You know, people are like, what? They don't know what you're talking about. They're not excited about it. They didn't even know that this thing was happening. So I feel like really talking about it, really hyping it up, it's just super beneficial. These are things that, you know, Fenty Beauty does. These are things that Kylie Cosmetics does. And those are my two favorite examples because those are the two that I really kind of look up to right now, my two inspirations. And the way that Rihanna launched Fenty Skin was amazing. It was like she gave us this video. We see it. We kind of get a feel for what it's going to be like. And then after that, she revealed the products and she posted videos of her talking about the products, how she formulated the products, what the process was, how long she had been working on it. You know, we're seeing her use it. She's sending it to influencers. We're seeing influencers use it. We're seeing other people use it and we don't have it, you know? So we're getting real anxious and real excited. Like we're ready to get this new thing that you just put out. And when she launched it, she even did like, you know, a pre-sale or whatever, but she basically broke the internet. Like people slowed this whole website down. That's how many people were on the website at one time because everybody was ready. She had only talked about it for like two weeks. So I think that that was the perfect amount of time. It was like perfectly executed. We had so much content that we were seeing every single day. Even on the launch day, she was still posting throughout the day. So I feel like that's another thing that I didn't have like when it was launch day, I was doing a whole bunch of other stuff. I was filming the podcast. I was over here. I was over there. So I wasn't really actively posting throughout the day to keep that hype going and to continue to let people know that it was available. So I feel like have enough content, schedule it if you're going to be busy that day. But we still need to be creating the hype, even if the product is already out. I just think that that is going to work the best especially for cosmetics products or skincare products because it's just such a saturated market so you really have to keep posting keep yourself relevant make sure people are always seeing your stuff so i think it's really cool the concept of the drops you know i think that is a really cool concept and i'm gonna keep trying to perfect that for my future collections um and then you know obviously as you continue to grow and you continue to get more supporters there's going to be more people that are just naturally tuned into what you're doing so when you're doing a drop you know it'll be way easier for you to get that product across 
Um, if you're just now starting out, you might want to ask people to share your posts so that more people can see what you have going on or, you know, have people share your launch day and everything. Um, just so that you can continue to try to get the word out there. I know in the beginning, I just, I remember the very beginning guys, like I worked for months and I have it on here where I want to share my experience when I launched my business. Cause someone also asked that, but, um, when I launched my business, basically what happened was I worked for months. I got everything together. It was the summertime. I was working on formulating and ordering products and everything. Right. And then once everything was finally solid, <laughs> I stayed up all night. <laughs> I stayed up all night to make gloss. Like I made all of the glosses in one day. How crazy is that? I made all the glosses in one day because I was on a very tight time frame. Like by the time everything was actually solid, I was getting very close to my launch day. So I was like, okay, I need to hurry up. So I made all the glosses in one day. We had to shoot the next morning for the website pictures, for the business card pictures, thank you card, you know, the teaser video, all that stuff. We had to do the shooting the next morning. So I'm a zombie <laughs> the next day because I was up all night making gloss, but we powered through. So we took the pictures and everything. And once we had the teaser video, I was able to post that onto my personal Instagram and then also onto the smudge Instagram too, because I had already made the Instagram account, but I hadn't posted anything. I hadn't shared it with anyone. So nobody knew that this was a thing, but I wanted to do like a teaser video to kind of help start the following process. Cause I had no followers. Like I had one follower and that was myself. And then Devin was the second follower <laughs> and then my mom. So I really grew this Instagram page from no followers at all. And this was like a week prior to me launching because I wanted everything to kind of be a surprise when I did the teaser video. So I had no followers, like basically no followers that day. And then once I posted the video and posted it to my personal page, that's when I'm starting to, you know, drive traffic over there. I had friends and family members helping me to spread the word. It was something so new and so fresh that nobody, you know, around me knew that I was doing. So all of my high school friends and college friends, they were interested to see, you know, what exactly I was doing as well. So I was able to kind of grow the page a little bit before the launch, which was really good. I started to post pictures of the products and everything so that people could kind of see what I had available, what was going to be available on launch day, just so that people can start, you know, kind of planning in their minds what they wanted to grab. And that's pretty much it. I posted for the first time a week before the launch. And then I posted every single day during that next week up until launch day. And then I launched. So that's kind of how that whole thing went. When launch day happened, you know, I had people that were waiting at the door <laughs> to place their order. And I'm so grateful for those people that were tuned in, that set their alarms for 10 a.m. sharp, that placed their order as soon as possible. Like that just meant everything to me. It was just so exciting to see orders coming in after you had worked so hard on everything just to see them come in is an amazing feeling so like I said think about how you want to launch your business or launch a new product or a new collection think about what's going to work best for you I really think that this concept of you know dropping things on this day but really hyping it up beforehand is really beneficial 
So um, I also have, you know, people asking me what were some of the mistakes that I made and what did I learn from when it came to launching my business. And the main thing that was a huge, huge mistake for me was that I just had way too much inventory and it wasn't the right inventory. So like I said, stock up all your colors equally because I thought, you know, oh, clear is just going to be so popular. I wasn't thinking that people were going to be more geared toward the dark colors that I had, the blues, the fun colors, you know. So I made a lot of clear and then I made less of everything else <laughs> and everyone wanted everything else. So make sure you give all of your products a fair chance just so that you can see what is doing better. Um, and in general, I just ordered way too much stuff. Like I had plans to do lip scrubs. I had plans to do body oils, but I knew that I wasn't going to do all of that stuff right in the beginning. So I had ordered all of that stuff. Like I was getting packages to my parents' house every single day. Like I promise y'all, they thought that I was crazy because of how many packages was coming. It was just a ridiculous amount of inventory. Like I had all kinds of stuff that I wasn't even using right away. So there was money that I could have saved in the beginning that I just went crazy. So have a plan. <laughs> I was just so excited that I did not have a fully thought out and fully solid plan. Like I had somewhat of a plan, but not solid enough to where I wasn't ordering all of this extra stuff. So just, you know, make a plan, figure out what you want to do. Um, that was really my only issue. And then probably, you know, ordering from a few different vendors. I kind of ordered from one vendor and I liked the lashes that I ordered but like I said the applicators were not my favorite with the printing or the lash adhesive but it was kind of hard because it was just like okay well I have these lashes I have to sell them because I have them there's a lot of them and I like them a lot so I added them to my collection and then it was just like after that everyone fell in love with them so even if I wanted to kind of switch it up or switch to another vendor, it's just really hard because now I have loyal customers. Now I have people that are coming back. <laughs> They're coming back to repurchase things. And I'm very big on consistency. And I know how it is, especially for cosmetics. Like cosmetics are a part of your daily routine. So people like their daily routine and it has to be the same way every single day or it kind of throws off your mojo a little bit. So I understand that. And I knew like once people got their hands on these and they were telling me that they like them and they wear them every day or every time they go out or whatever, I just knew I wasn't going to be able to discontinue them or, you know, switch vendors completely. So I kind of just made it work with what I had. And now me and my vendor have a great relationship. and. I kind of was able to fix all of the things that I didn't like over time. So yeah, just give yourself time to actually try things. I always say, you know, the trial and error period is very important. You need to give yourself that space because sometimes things don't go to plan. And that's just the beauty of entrepreneur life and having a business. So now that's all I had. That's all I had. We got questions from the squad. I love that you guys are sending me your questions. You guys are tuned in. You guys are loving the podcast. And I'm just so happy because I love being here. And I have Devin here. And we're going to get into some questions. He can chime in if you want to. Mm -hmm. Hello, Devin. What's up? Thanks for being here, Devin. For sure, man. How'd you think, you know, that whole topic went? It was good. I feel like a lot of people are going to get a lot of good insight 
on like just like starting businesses in general mm-hmm. like not even just lip gloss but um i'm glad you said that because you know that people like watch my video on how to start a lip gloss business on youtube and they say mm-hmm. like they're not even trying to start a lip gloss business but that video actually really helps them a lot yes yeah, it's, it's like because i mean like business is business like mm-hmm. it, it all translates throughout um the different different types of businesses yeah. like lip gloss or whether you're just selling t-shirts mm-hmm. or just anything right um yeah, I feel like a lot of people will get a lot of good information from that. Um, yeah, like you said, we got a few few questions from the squad. Yes. Um, and but, I'm on live, too, and they're sending more questions. On live? Yeah. You trying to answer those, too? Well, if we have more time, that's what I'm oh. saying. If we have more time, then I'll tap into these questions that y'all are asking me on live. I love that y'all are here with me. Okay, hit me. <laughs> but, so the first question is, does, B, does Depop or Etsy count as a website? You know what? I feel like a lot of people always ask me this. And do you, boo, okay? The one thing that I always say, do not sell products in your DMs. Like, don't tell people to DM you to purchase. That is just so much work on your end, like, to keep up with all the DMs and everything. So when I say make a website, I don't mean, like, you have to go to Squarespace or go to, you know, Shopify or whatever. Like, if you want to use Etsy, that's totally fine. Like, I buy things from Etsy all the time, you know, and I know that Etsy is a good source. So if you want to have an Etsy website, that's totally fine. The only reason why I didn't go that route is because I wanted to have full control. Like, I wanted to customize my website. I wanted to make the background a certain color. I wanted to make it look a certain way. So that was just my personal preference. That's what I wanted to do. With Etsy, you can upload pictures of all your products and everything. You can put your product descriptions. People can contact you through there. You have like all of the necessary things that you need to run a business. You just can't really customize what the face of your website is going to look like because it's just going to be all of the Etsy branding. So it's totally up to you. I think Depop is the same way. Um, they're both, you know, really good sources that you can use as a platform to sell products. So if that's what you can do in the beginning, if you can't afford, you know, to pay monthly for a website or anything, you're just feeling really pressured. Don't because Etsy is a great, it's a great resource. So I feel like, yes, that would count as a website. It's not you selling your lip gloss via DM and having people send your address, send their address to you through DM. Have you used those sites before, like, as your own? Have you sold stuff from there? Mm-mm. No. What I did do one time, though, I set up an Etsy shop because I thought that I wanted to sell my crochet pieces on Etsy, too. I was going to have my website, but also have them on Etsy because a lot of people go to Etsy for handmade things anyway. So when I was first starting with crocheting, I was thinking, like, you know, I don't have a huge following or anything just yet. So maybe if I put it on this platform where people are already going to look for these things, they're looking for crochet pieces or patterns or whatever. I thought that that would kind of give me a little bit of a boost, but I never like promoted my shop or anything. I never like fully did the shop only because it's kind of like selling ready-made pieces, I think, because it was kind of asking me like, what size is this? Or what sizes do you have available? It wasn't giving me a lot of options for customization when it came to the clothing pieces. Um, And I think that once I just started hitting some issues, I just gave up with that. I'm pretty sure now, you know, there are ways that you can add in some sort of customization. Um, But yeah, I did go through the motions, but I never launched it. So yeah. Got you. All right. So the next question is, where do you get your packaging, cards, and stickers? Amazon, Vistaprint, 
and Avery. So yeah, packaging. Wait, did I just answer those? Packaging. I don't know if you really answered them, but those are some of the options. <laughs> I'm like, those are some of the options. Um, yes. So people always ask, like, is Amazon packaging good? You know, do you use it? Yes, you guys. Like, I get all of my packaging things from Amazon. My bubble mailers, um, my organza bags, like stuff like that. I get that stuff from Amazon. And then you can also get like bubble wrap and all that stuff. Usually with those things, I don't like to wait for it to come. So I'll get bubble wrap and stuff from like Walmart or something. But Amazon is a great resource. If you have Amazon Prime, you know, two day shipping, as long as there's nothing crazy going on, you'll get it in two days, which is very convenient. So I would highly recommend Amazon. Um, For cards, yes, Vistaprint. Vistaprint. I talk about Vistaprint all the time. Um, so I get my business cards from Vistaprint. I get my thank you cards from Vistaprint. And I also get stickers, like the stickers that I put on my bags, my, um, wholesale bags, or the stickers that I put on my boxes once I seal them up, or even my bubble mailers, my, um, smush cosmetic stickers. I get those from Vistaprint. I use, um, I use roll stickers, not the sheet stickers. So <laughs> it's a little bit more expensive, but you get more product, you know, and it's a better price in the long run. So I usually buy stickers by the thousands. And I know that some of y'all might be like, mm, that's a lot, but it's just cheaper to buy a lot of something versus buying a little bit of it. So Vistaprint is a really good resource for that. And then Avery is also a good resource if you're looking for labels in general. Um, and they have a lot of different templates that you can use. You can print from home. You can, you know, do custom prints through them. So I just recently made a purchase with Avery and got my label stickers for the Queen Collection. So I've used all three of those sources faithfully. I would highly recommend them. Another source would be like Sticker Mule or something. If you're looking for just regular stickers for your business, you can go that route as well. Um, and then there's other websites that you can find like uh what is it called like what is that website called um with all the boxes you know like the boxes in bulk like packing boxes i don't know <laughs> um oh my god what is that website called i'm gonna look it up right now um but yeah there's a lot of different places that you can go to get packing boxes in bulk and you see how i'm just looking this up on google right now that's what you could do <laughs> and you will be able to find them and see uline that's what it's called Uline boxes. Never heard of it. You've never heard of that? <laughs> yeah. So they have like a lot of packing boxes in bulk as well. So there's a lot of different places, but Amazon, Vistaprint, Avery, Sticker Mule, highly recommend all of them. Oh, um, the last question. How do you ship your products? How do I ship my products? Okay. That's, that's a good question. Shipping. Um, right now I use PayPal to print all my shipping labels and I ship through USPS. So just the regular post office is what I'm using. And all of my packages are sent via priority mail because, um, it has insurance on it and it's like one to three day shipping. So all of my packages are now priority. When I first started out, I was only doing wholesale via priority mail because I had to, because I think once your package weighs at least a pound, um, you have to do priority mail or over a pound, you have to do priority mail. So anything that was super heavy, I would ship priority. And then my small 
orders, I would ship first class mail, but that, that, no. Once the times that we're in right now, once this whole thing started, <laughs> that is when I realized that first class was not good because they don't have any priority. Like they will toss those packages. Those packages are basically at the bottom of the, of the list. <laughs> and I had packages that were like sitting in transit for weeks and weeks and weeks. Like they're not moving. They're like sitting at the post office for whatever reason. I'm just like, dang, like I know it's not priority mail, but I still paid to ship it. So I ended up just saying, okay, no, we're going to have to raise the shipping price on my website a little bit so that we can ship all of these packages priority so that people are definitely getting their items and in a timely manner. Um, but yeah, I ship via priority mail. Um, and that's, that's pretty much it. I use all of my own custom packaging. So I don't use like the flat rate boxes or flat rate envelopes or anything like that. I buy my boxes from Walmart. And I only do that. A lot of people are in my comments like, you know, you can get boxes for free from USPS. And I'm like, okay, you can get priority boxes for free, but regular boxes you cannot get for free. And the thing about shipping in the flat rate priority packaging is that you're going to pay the standard flat rate price. Like all priority flat rate envelopes and boxes and everything, they have a set price on them. And it's going to be that set price. So when you have your own packaging, then, you know, your price is going to depend on the shape and size of your package and also the weight of it. So sometimes it will be cheaper to ship with your own packaging versus the priority envelopes. So that's just why I'm just like, you know, I would rather have my own boxes. I would rather go to Walmart and spend less than a dollar for each box. The boxes are like 50 cents. So it's really nothing. And then you know, I can put stuff in the box and I don't have to make, I don't have to pay that shipping fee every single time. So if I was shipping small orders, like I would have to literally do that for all my orders. So if I was doing small orders in a priority flat rate, then I would have to be charging you guys like 13, $14 for shipping for one lip gloss. <laughs> so I'm like, it's just easier for me to use my own packaging. I can set my own shipping price based on how much it costs for me to buy the materials that I ship with. My shipping price includes the following. It includes the price of the box. It includes the price of the bubble mail. I mean, the bubble wrap that I put inside. It includes the price of, you know, the actual shipping price and the insurance. Because when I'm doing priority, I'm putting insurance on my packages. The time that we're living in right now is so crazy. So packages are getting lost. Packages are getting damaged. There's just a lot of stuff that's going on. So I really had to make sure that I'm fully insuring all of my packages. So that's just my little spiel on that. <laughs> I know a lot of people say, just do flat rate boxes. I just found that that does not work for me in my business because I don't want to charge that same price for my smaller orders too. So yeah. Cool. So we got time. If you want to do some questions from Instagram, we got time for like one more. Oh, we got time for another question. Let me see. Um, and I only got nine minutes over here. I see one that's in there. Oh, I don't know if you have some that's like. And do you think it's best to add a signature just to make sure customers receive their packages? Um, I add signatures on all wholesale orders. So all wholesale orders require a signature for sure. What question did you see? I was talking about in the actual chat. 
Oh. Um, somebody said, what's the hardest thing about launching? The hardest thing about launching a business? Um, I feel like the hardest thing for me was kind of to really just get it out there. Like when you're when you're small and you're just starting out, it's almost not impossible, but it feels like it when you're in that situation and you're, you know, working so hard and you're posting and no one's seeing it. It's like, okay, what do I have to do next to get someone to see this? Um, I think that's really just the hardest part. That was the hardest part for me because I already had, you know, figured everything out when it came to the actual products. I figured all that stuff out. And then it was just a matter of growing my Instagram because nowadays when people see your Instagram and you have a lot of followers, they automatically are interested. They want to look at it. They want to support you. They want to see, you know, what the hype is about. So that's just, you know, the bandwagon effect. Like people jump on bandwagons that are already going. Like some people don't want to support the smaller businesses because they think it's a little bit, you know, it's a little sketchy. They don't really know that person or whatever the case may be. Um, so yeah, I think that was just the hardest part for me to really build my Instagram. I was sitting, going in circles with myself, trying to figure out how to get more followers, how to get my engagement up, how to, you know, push this so that people can see it so that more people can join the K squad and shop with me. Um, but it just takes time, honestly, like there's no shortcuts in the process. Like you have to go through all the motions. You have to go through the days where you don't get any orders. Um, I saw another question in here about how many orders I got on launch day. I want to say that I got maybe like 20 orders. Like, yeah, because it's like I launched and then I think I got some orders the second day after launching. And then after that, it kind of died down for that week. Um, and then I started getting orders again, not the next week, but the week after that, because I had launched my holiday collection and then we were doing the um what is it the grand opening of my physical location so um I was getting like in-person sales that way so yeah it's you know it's all part of the process like I wasn't a super big influencer or anything back when I launched my business so I wasn't honestly I just wasn't expecting like to sell out of every single last thing that I had I knew people were gonna shop I knew it was going to do well, but I knew that I still had more room to grow and I needed to really get my followers up for sure. Cool. Well, those were all the questions um, for today. And um, like I said, before you can send your questions in, what's the email? Hello, it's me. I'm Kay Nicole. Yes. At gmail.com. Sending your questions. Um, I've also been like on my live on my live yeah i did get on live and then also like just on instagram i've been having it set up to where y'all can um see the question thing and you can drop your questions there and i've just been collecting them so that i don't lose them i usually just transfer them right over to our outline so cool well that's all for today's episode you guys three episodes in Devin. what it's crazy man <sighs> I'm like episode five is like our first milestone. What are we gonna do? <laughs> episode five. Episode five is a milestone, man. Five weeks in. Come on now, <laughs> that's a long time. That's over a month. Anyway, I'm very excited to be here. I'm so happy that you guys are loving the podcast, and this is just something super fun that I can do each week. I like to, you know, put on a cute shirt, put my wig on, and come in here and talk to y'all. So that is what is going on. 
I'm having so much fun with this new journey. So thank you guys for being here. Make sure you are following me on all of my social media. I always have all of that listed down below. Make sure you join the K squad because, you know, that's the best place to be. <laughs> um, I also have my website and everything listed. The Queen Collection is now out. So make sure you're shopping all of my new glosses and my lip liners. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you give this a thumbs up and subscribe down below. And make sure you guys are following me on all of the podcast platforms. I love you all so much and I will catch you in episode four. <laughs>